It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription-only quarterly publication is filled with top-quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk. many more people than Johnny Harvey need to take their face for a shite. My name is Craig Cairns and I am joined by two beautiful human beings today. The first is a man whose voice you may have heard on A View from the Terrace on Friday and I think that pink blob was still always a decent resemblance, Andy Harrow. Thanks, I haven't seen it yet because I, I was away in a stag do weekend, I haven't seen it so I'm going to catch up with it probably after we do this. So I'll take your word for it that it, it is a pink blob because I have literally no idea. With stubble. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> and a man who uh, still hasn't updated us on the best World Cup wall chart he's ever seen. It's oh, Tom Watt. yeah. Yeah, hello. I was deep in your Twitter today. That was, that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's awful. Yeah, the best World Cup World, World, Cup World chart ever. I mean, may never see the light of day on Twitter, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know about that. An update would be, uh, would yep. be, would be um, welcome, thank you. So um, we are going to talk about the five matches that have already taken place this weekend in the Premiership. We are recording during what looks like a very wet and frantic match between St Mirren and Kilmarnock, but unfortunately we're not going to be able to cover that one. Um, we'll start with the live match from Friday, and that was Hibs 1, Rangers 1. Uh, and this game, I don't know, it was, it, was, it was very much your proverbial game of two halves where Rangers absolutely battered Hibs in the first 45 minutes, but failed to put them away. Yeah, I mean, very much kind of um, both teams... In a nutshell, I felt a little bit. You know, Rangers for seventy minutes, I'd go, I'd go as far as to say, well into the second half, were well on top, had plenty of chances, had all of the ball, looked dangerous every time they went forward, 
Um, and Hibs were incredibly open and didn't seem to know how to stem the tide at any point. Um, Heckenbottom, obviously very early days, but was started this very open 4-4-2 again. Um, and for the first half, it was just wave after wave of, of Rangers attack. Then against the run of play, Hibs get a goal and, and it looks like there's only going to be one winner in a completely different way. And then it was all Hibs until the very last minute. And even Rangers' goal came from slightly strange circumstances because uh, it came... I mean, Hibs were a blunt instrument in that first half and the closest they got to the goal was when Canberry failed to control the ball after um, a dummy, a decoy offside flag went up. And from there, that's when Rangers counter-attacked and eventually got a, a pretty decent goal through Candace. Yeah, it was a good finish. Um, and it was, you didn't really see any way back for Hibs for quite a long long period of the game. But Rangers have had a bit of a problem that they haven't been ruthless enough at times this season. And that's partly what sets Celtic apart from, from all the chasers that um, they can put teams away generally from, from 1-0 up. Rangers missed a bunch of chances. Morelos missed a, a couple of decent chances, um, and it just the longer it's one 0 they're going to be able to, you know, Hibs are going to probably have a chance given the, they've got Camberry and McNulty on the pitch, um, and they, you know, it was ultimately a a, a really good cross from, and good work from McNulty, uh, a decent finish from Camberry that got them back into it. But yeah. Uh, if I was a Hibs fan, I'd probably be quite happy to get a point out of that, given the kind of overall performance. And Definitely. for Rangers, given the other results over the weekend, not a total disaster, but just frustrating from the, the point of view that, again, they have looked dangerous for large periods and not been able to finish somebody off. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Gerrard still hasn't beaten Hibs in, in uh, three shots. Um Great goal from Candelas, uh, Candelas uh, and I'm a big fan of his incredibly angry celebration. <laughs> what was that about? Who, I don't know. Who was he angry with? I mean, Kamara comes and like, he's like, no, and just like shrugs him off, you know, and he's absolutely furious. I will not. <laughs> you know, we've been trying in every which way to score, and people have missed much easier opportunities than this. I've now put this ahead, but no, I will take none of your love. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, again. Rangers, I think I'm right in saying Rangers have had more shots this season than any other team in the league. And um, just the failure to, to put away some of these simpler chances means that as their defence is slightly prone um, to the odd error, yeah. they let other teams in. I mean, McNally, to his credit, he I think he's been an exceptional signing, probably yeah. the exceptional bit of I mean, one of the best, the best in January. Yeah, 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 I mean, um, a goal or an assist in the league every fifty-six minutes at the moment, which is wild for yeah. I think yeah. you know, it's only only six or seven games, but still crazy. Um, and he seems to have been around for a very, very long time and had a ten-year-long career, and he's only twenty-six. <laughs> but I think I'm right in saying he's a, a Hib supporter. He looks at home. He looks. He's had a nomadic career down south um, in League One in the Championship, but he looks. Like he really cares, and he's making an awful lot of things happen for them at the moment. So we talk about um, how Heckenbottom kind of set up because I thought that given that against Celtic they played that kind of four four two that flat four across the middle, and they just got overrun in the centre midfield. Uh, Brown had a field day, and then for this game, even though they might not be quite as strong in the centre of the park, one of Rangers' strengths, especially since they've added Kamara in January, has been the centre midfield. And again, there was a mismatch in there, just in, in terms of numbers. Uh, and it, it was a, 
I just thought it was a curious way to set up again. And it took until... I mean, he changed it during the first half. He put Camberry wide left, which, I mean, that's a new one on us. I don't think he's played out there since he's uh, come to Scotland. And even then, it didn't really work. He said that he had to wait until he got in at half time to give them some more instructions. And then obviously that that worked and they came out and they they got the reward in the the second half. But yeah, I thought it was a curious way to set up from the off. Yeah, uh, it meant Milligan had to do a lot of heavy lifting. when you've got that midfield around them, you've got two up front already, uh, and then you've got Horgan, Malin, and Omionga sort of in front of them. That's a lot that you need to do to protect your defence, uh, and it obviously didn't work. Um, I mean, that's been kind of one of the weakish areas all season is that midfield because they just haven't got that shape. Lennon never quite figured out how to accommodate all those never players. Never settled one, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't look like it's quite Heckenbaugh's quite got it yet either. Uh, at least again, I guess he was able to rectify it to some degree. They did look a bit more secure the second half, but it but it was a bit strange. I mean, I guess he, at this point he's still trying things out. I suppose and he wants to see different things from different formations and see what works and what doesn't work. And in that sense, that's okay. Like he, it's not going to make too much of a difference this season, and it might help him next season going forward. But yeah, it didn't necessarily work. I mean, uh, I would say they were the Hibs were pretty lucky to get out of this game with. Oh no, in fact they didn't. They got they still had ten men at the end of the game, but they were lucky that it didn't happen a fair bit sooner. Uh, Gray should almost certainly have been sent off. Yeah, and there was a McGregor point, one yeah. as well, yeah, which I yeah. thought was kind of borderline. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think he could have complained if he had got sent off, but I don't think it was a stick on red. But yeah. Yeah, um, it, it was coming when they. Although the one that McGregor did get sent off for in the end, he was recovering for someone's mistake. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was. Somebody yeah. had given the ball away or something like that. But anyway, um, speaking of mistakes, the Rangers goal. Now it was a foul at the other end of the pitch. Tavernier's definitely fouled by Omionga, but I think Rangers can definitely defend that a lot better. They first of all they've got about ninety yards of the pitch to defend, mm-hmm. and initially I said on Twitter I, p- I picked out a few players and watching it back. One of the players I didn't pick out was Kamara, and I think Kamara's maybe more at fault than Candace because he's closer to Canberry when he, because there's like a second phase of play. I think mm-hmm. Hibbs kind of repel it slightly, and there's a second phase of play. And um, Kamara just kind of drifts back into his natural position rather than, and, and leaves Canberry over his shoulder. And at the same time, Candace should probably still be aware that um, Tavernier is the guy that's been felled at the other end of the pitch, and as a right winger, in front of that right back, he should probably be the guy um, covering. But you could pick three or four players at least, I think, that could have done better for that Hibs goal. Yeah, and I think that it's not necessarily been... I mean, Rangers, Rangers' problems throughout the season have not been going forward. They're, they're a team that are set up to attack so much. But if that is the philosophy, then there needs to be... Concentration has been the problem at the back right throughout. It's not been, you know, it's not been a lack of bodies. It's not been um, the the capabilities of the defensive players. It's been a lack of concentration, and I think that was that was kind of on show again. Uh, whether it's this team, you know, Hibs just didn't look threatening at any point, and they, it becomes easier to switch off. They going back to the, the point about um, the the tactics. It's difficult to tell whether um, Hibs look like a team that are kind of caught between two mentalities, like mm-hmm. Lennon's press and Heckenbottom's much more kind of 
about the space and about playing a position. So it means that teams can run run through them as as Celtic did if they're not you know if they're not dropping deep and, and, and going man for man as they did a little bit more in the second half. So I think there it it must be easier for you to switch off in games like that when you're not relentlessly faced with you know tracking your man or you know your fullbacks can get forward for 75 minutes without there being any kind of attack of real note but that's what defines a really good defender from a kind of semi average one that happens with goalkeepers the ones that happen to be really good at the top level are the ones that have nothing to do for 89 minutes yep. and are able to pull off a like brilliant Scotland. save yeah. or aye <laughs> or you know McGregor from a, a Scottish perspective would probably be in that bracket but the defenders are not in that level and that's what that's where they fall down sometimes but I think the the bigger difficulty, and I think actually the the problem Rangers have had, and the reason that they won't win the league this season, um, isn't necessarily that they concede these sloppy goals. It's that they dominated that game for seventy five minutes, a moment of carelessness. And they let someone out. Yeah. But, but then, but then, then they completely retreated into their shell. Then they were completely shell shocked. And whereas a team that will go on to win the league will not would not think, well. What, we're under pressure now, we're going to retreat uh, and Hibs were allowed to run over the top of them for 15 minutes, they would go, look, we've not killed this off, someone has to take responsibility yeah. and step up. But again, it, it, that also comes down to the fact that they are so reliant on Morelos. Uh, and if Morelos didn't have his best game, I mean, he obviously looked dangerous, but... He was, was desperate it? to score. Yeah. He was too, yeah, yeah, too yeah. desperate to score, I think. But they, but they still have that problem where... And they're going to have it till the end of the season where if Morelos isn't scoring a goal, there isn't really anyone else who's going to do it. And I think maybe you get to the point where 70 minutes in, you're like, it's probably not going to happen for him. So try and hold out. Uh, but aye, I, I, they've, they've kind of got problems defensively and up front. None of them massive, massive problems, especially next season if Morelos stays. They're not huge, huge problems. They're fixable, but they're uh, enough to kind of do them in for this season very very fine margins but not there yet well a game that wasn't anything was anything but fine margins that was a decent link (laughs) (laughs) um, was (laughs) the don't tell Graham it's a Lanarkshire derby derby a game which saw first of all Motherwell win 3-0 but also saw Ziggy Gordon and Leonard Soar retire (laughs) yeah they got an absolute doing didn't they yeah it was it was horrible and it was uh the fact that Motherwell were so convincing so early on with it and just ran over the... I mean, you'd have forgiven Hamilton maybe a wee bit if they were tiring towards the end of a game they'd been chasing, but there was just no organisation down that uh, would have been their right-hand side whatsoever. Um, they got pulled all over the place. Uh, and, yeah, it was... For Motherwell, it was obviously pretty impressive, but, uh, yeah, Hamilton... I, I can't quite put my finger in... This version of Hamilton now, they're weirder. They might be even weirder than Martin Cannon's version they're of like a gung ho <laughs> poker player. Where yeah, you get like yeah. huge, you get huge swings either way. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's you what go it up feels to the like. Yeah. and you win two 0 against the odds, and then you, yeah, then you get absolutely pumped off Motherwell yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, a very very strange team just now, and the goals were all so terrible to lose. I mean, every single one of them. I mean, a couple of tap-ins yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, they're just really really poor. But Boliaribi, he looked absolutely fantastic in this did. game. Didn't get yeah. on the score sheet, but looked like he uh, he was a standout performer. He looked like he really enjoyed it as well. I mean, he was given a, he was given so much space, 
um, down Hamilton's right hand side, um, but looked like he really enjoyed it. And I, I mean, I th- just think the way that they started, and, and Motherwell have done this a couple of times this season. When they start like that and they just blitz teams, they've got so many runners. It's almost this is. I mean, this is a really simplistic way of putting it. But at the start of the season, they lacked pace in wide areas, and all it seems like they've done is bring in pace in <laughs> wide areas, which is a far more complicated <laughs> thing to do than 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 it sounds. But they've they've managed to remedy that, and they've now got players that can stretch the the like stretch opposition. Um, Right across the front line and from fullback positions, they've gone from having pretty much almost zero flair in their team, or ones <laughs> yeah. that they were afraid to pick or couldn't get into their team or whatever, to having like so many options to the point where if you double up on Hasty, then you've got Turnbull and uh, Aribi break in, and you've got even even Campbell. I mean, Campbell's not going to score you a lot of goals, but Campbell is a kind of all action player that will get box to box and that kind of thing. And yeah, it's just. They've just gone from uh, being this kind of team of giant centre-backs and five across Mm. the midfield that lump the ball forward every opportunity to being one of the flair teams in the division. (laughs) The transformation has been incredible. Yeah, I guess it speaks a lot for Robinson, the fact that not only has he brought some of these guys in, whether they've gone through the youth team or he's brought them out on loan, the fact he's then willing to play them and has changed the approach to suit those guys because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. the best people to play at the, the time. Um, and I guess, it, you know, it's, it's positive. I know they're probably going to lose. Hasty and Aribi probably won't be there next season either, but it gives them another template going forward. Uh, I keep talking about next season. Actually. I know we've got like another eight or nine weeks of this season. <laughs> to but, um, but in a sense, you know, Motherwell's, I guess they're pushing for six, aren't they? But... Uh, Robinson can kind of look towards next season in terms of he's got got another way of playing, but it's yeah, it's a nice feeling when you're two 0 up in the Lanarkshire derby after eleven minutes. I, mean, yeah. I think it was also quite telling of Robinson who kind of slated them full time for not putting their mm. foot up feet on on Hamilton's neck and going for more. Yeah, he did when, caveat him. Said, <laughs> I mean, said, uh, yeah, that's a lesson for them. I think. But like, yeah, they're young teams. They need to learn. Difficult to please and things like that. You're like, yeah, yeah you're three and a half after what, forty minutes, and you you know you'd absolutely killed them. Uh, Whereas Brian Rice was absolutely raging. Quote. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I don't know. It, it's difficult to tell whether he had justification because I mean they were terrible, but they were. <laughs> They were. They looked like they were terrible in the way they were set up, rather than. I'm not sure Gogic is a central midfielder. No. No. Well, they also seem to be playing right back for for the the goals. They seem to be because they were obviously struggling out in the right hand side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he was <laughs> doubling up and it didn't out. actually help. Yeah. And then for the penalty, I thought um, Aribi was very clever there because he deliberately kind of moved his run back across Gogic so that Gogic either had to let him go or clumsily foul him and that's what that's what he did and he, he won the penalty. Yeah, uh, I think it, it was kind of symptomatic of the way that Motherwell were playing. They got so many men in the box uh, and Hamilton have, like I mean, a bit like you were saying before, they've like they've almost evolved like Pokemon style. <laughs> they've gone even more Hamilton and been even more yeah. inconsistent yeah. and yeah. they've turned a, they've, they've brought a couple of players in from, in January who you were like you know George Oakley who um, was never a Premier League player and was never going to keep them up is a Premier League player and might keep them up <laughs> um, 
whereas they've and they've kind of shifted things around and they're a lot more open and they're a lot more they they play a little bit like either they're one nil down or three nil mm. up at all times <laughs> and but the, the 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 downside of that is that they are incredibly open and you can get at them with runners and and REB absolutely tormented them and Gogic had a bit of a mare and didn't really know where he was I don't think where uh, I think Aribi was far more aware of where Gogic was than mm-hmm. Gogic was of Aribi I was hoping you were going to pick a particular Pokemon uh, that they'd gone from to I mean I don't I don't really know any of the Pokemon I would uh... anyway <laughs> Uh, you want to give it a bash? No. Uh, <laughs> you can come back to us. You can come back to us if you get one. Uh, not that it would mean anything. You could, you could no, just make up a name. Me. Uh, yeah. Scraggle par or something. You could have just Bry said Rice. that, and I would have. There we are. We got one. Did, 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 the only one I really know was Pikachu. Did he actually have one? Did he have like a yeah, another? He did evolve? Did he? Uh, I can't remember what it was. Know, was but yeah, he did. Was it like Gremlins where he became like a baddie and stuff? He, he got like darker coloured. Uh, coloured. Yeah. Uh, he went sort of brown coloured uh, I can't remember sorry I've really put you in the spot about Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> my knowledge of Pokemon is Let, very limited as you can tell move on, I feel like some sort of Pokemon expert in current company <laughs> I have no idea how I'm supposed I'll to just, link just to tell I'll just, I'll just make up a name and just believe it yeah, sure. St Johnston yeah <laughs> lost 3-1 at Livingston that's uh, yeah. no one's in ninth including 8 losses uh, they've only scored three goals in those nine matches. Uh, they've picked up fewer points than anyone else since the winter break. Are we underestimating St Johnston? Underestimating them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's a joke, sorry. Yeah, there's yeah, quite a lot of times we put out our yeah, predictions yeah. and when we don't back a St yeah, Johnston yeah. win, some of their fans jump on our I backs think, and say we're underestimating them. I think for the first time ever, we are estimating them. Mm. Exactly yeah, spot right, on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's... They've really suffered with injuries. Um, their two best players for most of the season, Andrew Clark and Dre Wright, are out. Uh, it, it shouldn't have such a dramatic effect, but I think you can see that it has. Um, it's question marks over whether Joe Shaughnessy will be there next, next season. Um, and he's not getting a lot of love from the fans. No, he's he's not, as well. And no. he had a pretty poor performance in this game. I know he scored, but uh, yeah. he was at fault for the... Was it, the, was it he who was marking... Oh God, I'm getting the goals mixed up now. Halkett for the first goal? Halkett was the first one. Yeah. I think he was marking them. But anyway, he didn't have a great game overall. No, no. Uh, and it's a shame because it's kind of been the end of Sexy St Johnston, which was such a such a nice story for the for Yeah, the so, the, um, so Kennedy, I mean, you say Dre Wright and Clark, possibly the two best players, I wouldn't disagree, but um, Kennedy was also very good at the start of the season. Mm. He's gone off the boil. But January just seems to have ruined them. Now, I know it's difficult to play... We've seen it happen to Motherwell and to Dundee United in recent seasons where you play a trilogy against Celtic and it effectively ends mm-hmm. any kind of form momentum that you had. And there's similar things can happen with them here, but I mean, they look like they recruited quite well in January. Sean Goss is quite a decent player, but I mean, I don't think they've won a game with him in the no. starting lineup. Um, they signed Swanson and Halloran, who've both done very well since, uh, sorry, who've both done very well in the past for St Johnston. And that was adding to the already, the, the sexiness that was already apparent, uh, if you can and call them this sexy. sexy. <laughs> um, and these signings haven't worked out. It's just... It's, it's... Yeah, the, the Goss one, I don't think, is working because they're too static in that midfield now. Him beside 
Davidson isn't working particularly well. Goss doesn't really move that well. Even as limited as he is, even having somebody like Callaghan there makes more sense and has worked for St. Johnson at times because he's capable of kind of breaking past uh, other midfielders. Uh, He's basically just a box-to-box midfielder. And at the moment, there's not a lot of movement there uh, in that that middle two. Um, Swanson and O'Halloran haven't been fit uh, and have kind of taken their time to get into the team. I think Swanson is uh, the weekend was reasonably positive, but him and Hill Hallen really need a kind of run of games to see if they can get back up to form. And it's, yeah, it just hasn't quite worked for them. And I, I guess if you're uh, Tommy Wright bringing in O'Halloran, you think that will help cover the, the shortfall in the wings and maybe give uh, the guys out there a bit of a rest. Take a bit of pressure off, but it's not really happened. So what you're kind of seeing, I guess, is the fact that Kennedy's been pretty much an ever-present this season. Um, and you're going to fade at some point, uh, especially when you've got so much onus on you to actually be the creative creative force in there. Um, and then uh, Tony, uh, Tony Watt hasn't scored in nine games either, so they're, they're really struggling up front. He misses so many sitters, doesn't yeah. he? That was, a, that was a really bad one. That, that wins him a point if he puts that in. Yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, the best way I can put it is they looked like a side who were both incredibly surprised to go ahead and then equally surprised to go behind. <laughs> like, they didn't really know where... It was, uh, It was. I watched the game on Alba and it was against the run of play when they scored. Yeah. And Tommy Wright said after the game that he felt that there wasn't much between the teams and I think that was a bit disingenuous. I think St. Johnston had a lot of possession in the second half at 2-1 but Livingston were protecting what they had because Livingston are very good at protecting what they have. And save that um, Tony Watts sitter, they weren't really troubled that much. And uh, yeah, like I say, when uh, when St. even when St Johnston went ahead, it was against the run of play. It was a very very poor performance overall. And if you wanted to, like, if you if you if you look at what both teams were trying to do, like St Johnston were trying to get the the ball down and they were trying to. You know, trying to do what they have all, all when they were good <laughs> back in the days when they were good, and they were trying to get their, their creative players into it, but it just never looked like it happening. Whereas Livingston looked like they were going back to doing what they were good at. You know, they mm. were dangerous from throw-ins, they were dangerous from corners, they were getting the ball into the box early from wide areas, and they were causing all sorts of problems. I mean, I don't. I think Cammy Bell is still looking for that cross for the first goal because <laughs> yeah. he was about six feet away from it. But they they just there, there was a Livingston managed to they've been flat for a, a number of weeks, but they managed to sort of bring in the chaos factor again. And St Johnston didn't really know what to do with them and weren't winning, like weren't closing them down wide areas, weren't stopping the ball coming into the box, and were losing. Relatively simple aerial duels. Yeah, thought, I thought Lawson was good for Livingston, and yeah, I think really was. Uh, he's been somebody, I guess, has had a poor start to the season, but he's he's picked up in 2019, uh, and that that bodes well for I guess the rest of the season. But he did look very tidy uh, this game, and it it was a kind of it felt like a bit of a back to basics thing for, for Livingston, kind of relying on their centre-halves for mm-hmm. both assistant mm-hmm. and scoring the goals. Um, 
And Halkett's their top scorer of the season. Yeah. In the five. Joint top scorer, yeah. 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 He was saying after the game that he thinks it could be, I mean, he's pretty much saying, <clears throat> the interview pretty much confirmed that he's going to leave the club. Mm. Um, and he was kind of saying that it was an end of an era and a lot of the players in the team had earned their move, which I think you can't really disagree with, can you? I mean, but that's going to be some rebuilding job for Livingston to do next season if these guys do uh, the part, because Gallagher's already... Has he actually signed a pre-contract with Motherwell, or is he... I don't think it's been confirmed. No, yeah. yeah, widely believed. Um, yeah, and not you're not it's, it's not just that they are a talented group of players who have you know seen them up through the divisions and surpassed expectations again this season it's that there are talented group of players who play a pretty specific way that is very hard to recreate with you know in, in the market that they're going to be working in if St Johnson want to revert to type for instance then sexy living next season <laughs> but yeah but you're right those um very hard to get those centre halves or that level of centre half to because that's where that game plan's built on uh, is having that quality of centre half that you can then build out from for the rest of the the rest of the team and yeah I don't know where they they would get them from if they were to lose them all yeah I mean they're safe you know sack off every Saturday for the rest of the season and go and watch lower league yeah. English games and, and it's difficult to buy that team up. spirit that you get yeah. from yeah. Uh, growing together from League One up to divisions. Um, yeah, they, I don't know what's been up with Hardy recently, why he's not been starting matches, but they started with, I mean, you can't really argue because they, they've won the game 3-1, but they started with uh, Scott Robinson in an attack in this game uh, with uh, Erskine and Sybald White, and I mean, Robinson wasn't much of a threat up front on his own, but uh, they had... They had um, Erskine and Sybald come in narrow, which worked. But yeah, I, I was I, 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 it was more a question to know if anybody... Has he been out with injury or is it just like loss of form or something like that? Because he was on fire for a little while. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's injured. I mean, no, he, came, he did come on, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I think just a, a rotation of personnel and they haven't, they haven't had a great run of form recently. I, I thought I thought Robinson was good without... Like he... he he caused problems. It was good. He's without not a goal being threat. a goal threat, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that when you know when you've got when you've got a centre back who can mm-hmm. get five for the season and be your top scorer, then and, and you've got <laughs> you've got defenders that are a threat in the opposition box, you can maybe get away with that. Right. Well, let's move on to the next game at Dens Park, where Hearts came away with a one nil. When both teams tried to outshit each other in this game, it seems um, a game so bad that the Terrace podcast never try and outshit them. Do you? <laughs> a game so bad that the Terrace podcast Joel Sked left at halftime for the boozer. It's a brief move. I don't. I've, ne- I have, I've never done that. I mean, uh, for all the terrible games, I think because I'm tight and whatever else. But yeah, I've never, I've never actually done that. No, I don't think I have either. But then I. Know Joe well enough to know that he will not have taken that decision lightly. No, no, and it must have been yeah, yeah. an absolute stinker. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't it want to. It. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It did look it. Uh, um, and uh, any game in which the winner involves your centre, your main striker going in two footed <laughs> on one of your teammates and the ball sort of dropping kindly in the six yard box. I've watched that go multiple times. Yeah. And I'm still not sure what happens. What I do know that happens is that Ikpies are. Puts in a slight tackle of sorts, takes out four players, yes. including Callum Morrison. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and the ball falls kindly to uh, Sean Clare. I mean, that kind of chaos. Who would have seen that coming? If you, can, you can't, you can't work on that no. training ground. No, but I, I, a very fitting goal for the game. I think it, yeah. it seemed like it. I mean, Rob, Rob Borthwick describing it as an absolute screamer to, <laughs> to round applause on Twitter. Um, yeah, it seems to sum it up. It was. Uh, I, I mean, even you can tell. I mean, I I watched the highlights of this. I know no more than that, other than everyone telling me it was grim. Um, but even the highlights look pretty grim. There, yeah. There's not an awful lot to, to, to pick out of it. I mean, Dundee had their chances. Yeah, um, but they, strangely for a team that that looked dead and buried and then got a bit of momentum and looked like they had a bit of belief about them, they don't look like they have any belief anymore. Yeah. And they look like they're, they're, they, were, they, they wanted something from Scott Wright who didn't really turn it on, but he's only 21, 22, so... Not quite sure they're going to need a bit more than that. Um, Dundee had previously looked quite settled and organised and disciplined, and they had. They, I mean, they had their chances early on, and I mean that the, the the goal kind of came against the run of play, and then just sort of deflated Dundee mm. a little. Yeah, I mean that's happened this season as well, where they've looked okay and then they've lost a goal. I mean, it happened maybe earlier in the season more often, but but it has happened quite a bit. I mean, I think they're. They're seriously missing Nelson uh, in terms yeah. of a, a goal throw. I think he's he's only played four league games, uh, but within them he's, they've taken seven points from them, and in each of those games he scored. Uh, I think they lost three out of Motherwell. That was the only game that he didn't score in, not including a cup game. So, I mean that's huge when he's had that much of an impact, but they just physically haven't been able to get him out on the on the pitch. Uh, and then defensively, I think it's about 11, 11 games now without them keeping a clean sheet. I mean, the, the defensive issues they've got and the personnel there has been obvious. And the, the issues that the guys have brought in, including McGowan, haven't quite been good enough to bring everyone else up to that level. They they probably needed some Berra-esque signing. They maybe hoped to kind of... Berra of last year. Yeah, yeah, not that, yes, not this year. Um, but somebody who could kind of manage that, organise that defence and kind of lift everyone around them. And McGowan's fine, but... He's not. He's not really that level, and they they are just a bit soft at both ends of the pitch. Still, uh, not awful, but just a bit soft. I mean, from from a Hearts perspective, it's very. Well, I mean, what what's the feeling like from this season? Because it seems like it's, largely negative. However, they're only can very much go either way. Yeah, I mean, can, that's the thing. A I couple mean, of good games from a final. A disastrous next few matches. I mean, I don't think they're going to fall out of the bottom six, but worst case, fall into the bottom six, sorry, but worst case scenarios could uh, go down into the bottom six and get knocked out by Partick Thistle tomorrow night. And then it's a shocking season. Even finish, even not going to Hamden and finishing sixth, say, not making it into Europe, I think it would look like a disappointing season overall given the given the start that was made to the season. But at the same time, you're, you're two championship teams beating... You're away from a cup final, two... Cha- Why can't I put those words in order <laughs> to make a good sentence? Do you know what I mean? They've got two championship teams to play and then they could be in a final. Um, they were already in a semi-final earlier this season and they could potentially still get a European spot, even though I wouldn't back them to. Um, so it can very much go either way at the moment. But even not achieving what they should have or what they could have given the start 
they made this season, I think you have to take into account the injuries that they've had. Most key players have been out at some point. Haring, Naismith twice, Suter, Berra, hasn't been the same since they come back. Um, Uche, all these guys have been out, and not just for a couple of weeks, for, for months, for, for lengthy spells. So any perceived failure or any failure at the end of the season, I think has to take that into account. But yeah, I mean, it, it could still go either way. Though. Mm. It could, we could still end up cup winners and finishing the top four. Or we could finish six, get battered in every game after the split and uh, go out of the quarterfinal to party at Thistle tomorrow. So it's yeah, it's very much on the fence yeah. as to how Hearts the season is going to finish up. It feels a bit like the cup wins, the, the big one, obviously, given the draw as well, the fact that, I mean, it's such a an easy route to mm-hmm. the cup final, potentially, like yeah. given they played with Auchinleck Talbot. Then Livingston, who were in a poor run of form at the time. First, yeah, yeah, Livy yeah. first, then Auckland. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then uh, two championship teams, neither of whom have been set in the header like at any One's regular bottom of the league and we couldn't either. Exactly, yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, to me, from an, from an outside point of view, it feels like that's the the really big thing that will ultimately come back on Levine if they don't succeed, and at least get into the final. Once you get into the final and you play... Celtic or Rangers or Aberdeen then you know you can get away with that a wee bit but yeah and it's uh, a one-off game that Levine's shown that he can win I mean yeah. not a cup final he's not shown that he can win a cup <laughs> final <laughs> he's shown that he can win one-off matches yeah. in these in these types of fixtures in these again certainly in uh, league fixtures against those those sides um, yeah we should just before we move on to the last game, talk a little bit about the Dundee chances I kind of alluded to earlier. Um, the first one set up by a Haran Flinker flick on. This is just kind of um, very much in the tone of this match where Haran flicks it on. I can't remember who it was. It was down the wing. Um, the first Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller down the wing. He crosses it over. Christoph Berra continues his uh, 2019 defending and uh, Dale's had a Pretty decent chance to put it in, but um, Garuccio, I think it was, got in the way to. Yeah, it was actually really good defending. You see so many goals coming that way that the fullbacks switched off from the fact that the centre halves have pulled across and the fact they actually paid attention and then won the header was, uh, was really good. And then there was the, the Miller chance towards the end, which uh, I think Kenny Miller still thinks is going in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kenny Miller's. And- Kenny Miller started the season relatively well and then there was talk of him the next goal he scores is going to be the oldest Dundee goal scorer of all time and he oh, hasn't right. scored <laughs> since <laughs> like, he's still going to be the oldest goal scorer but he's going to be about 45 happen. years old like when a player gets to 99 goals and they have a t-shirt yeah. underneath they never <laughs> really score that goal <laughs> anything else to add about this game before we move on to and do what the best we can mm. with an 0-0 no I mean I think I think just in terms of who's actually going down, uh, it's still really hard to tell. I, I, I think I thought Hamilton a couple of weeks ago, and then they beat Aberdeen at Petardry, and uh, they've they've all kind of still shown that those wee positives now and again. But in other weeks, they've still continued to look rotten. So, and they're just not they're just not picking up enough points. I I, I honestly can't separate the three of them at the I mean, moment. In any given. In any given two week period, you'll change like, at the moment. Yeah, you change, change your mind at any yeah. number of times, but at the moment, Dundee look like the worst team. Yeah, um, they are in the worst form, definitely. That's three defeats on the bounce now, one win and eight. They could be bottom by the time this podcast goes out, especially if this game 
which is half time and nil nil at the moment. I think um, Simmering go above Dundee yeah, do, on yeah. goal difference. So yeah, they could be bottom by the time we, but by the time uh, the guys are listening to this, um, we'll move on to the last game. I think it's going to be a shorter podcast this week, but uh, no, I think we'll be all right. We'll yeah. be. We're, we're, I mean, we're, we're we have literally had one nice game to be fair. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, Celtic nil, Aberdeen nil. Celtic lost their one hundred percent home record for the season. Um, and Pat Bonner said that they had fatigue in the brain. I strangely, <laughs> strangely understand him. I mean, yeah, whatever. Fine. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, Leonard said something that, uh, similar. He talked about the, I think the he was trying to paraphrase Fatigue on the brain is, sounds, sounds better than... Yeah. Um, and I think there's something in that. It's probably fair. Uh, I mean, they, they were missing... A fair amount of legs in the team, McGregor and and Christie especially, um, but it felt they felt really flat. They their most their their two best chances came from Ayer, one because he just started rampaging Virgil Van Dyke style through. It's pretty the good when he's not losing head. Yeah, yeah, and uh, had another one disallowed. Um, another one disallowed for um, from a free kick, which was well worthwhile because it meant that all the bells and whistles of the Celtic Light Show went <laughs> off, and it's really, really satisfying watching that when it doesn't quite come off. Um, but I, I think there, there there was something in it. It did feel a little bit like there was a good atmosphere at the start of the game. Lennon was back, but they never really got going. They, they, I mean, to Aberdeen's credit, they were very good defensively. Um, they they had a lot of legs on and, they, and a lot of runners. They set up differently, didn't they? I mean, is this because of Lennon uh, as opposed to Rogers being dug it out and Lennon still? Because pretty much every time, in recent times anyway, certainly under Rogers, uh, McKinnis seemed to favour going man for man, uh, sorry, man marking all over the pitch. And it didn't matter where Sinclair dropped to, Logan would follow him. And it didn't matter... Um, where uh, Rogic went, for instance, um, Considine would follow him, and uh, it, it didn't it, it didn't work more often than it did for for McInnes. But this one, it seemed like he went for uh, they were just uh, they were a back four and they were staying in position. Is that because it was against Lennon, or was this? I, was this him I think so. I, I mean, I think he 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 like McInnes tried so many different ways to get anything from Rogers. You know, everyone did, but he he tried playing effectively nine defenders and Sam Cosgrove. He tried playing runners. He tried playing all the physical players. He tried going man for man. Never really got anything from him. But he has got an exceptionally good record against Neil Lennon. I mean, I think he's... Uh, McInnes has won seven of the 15 meetings that they've had and six of those Lennon was, was yeah, in charge yeah, of Celtic. he always got the better of them at, um, when he was his manager, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah like I mean, the team for them. Only, only lost once to Lennon's hip side but beat Lennon's Celtic side twice previously so mm-hmm. has a has a pretty good record um against him and I don't know whether that's just I suspect that he set up this way because he thought it would be a Lennon mm-hmm. Lennon team and partly Celtic not Celtic having to play the midfield that they did helped with that um they were they were a little bit more they were a little bit more conservative than than they might have been um but it was the first nil nil in this fixture in twenty five years, and I think um, McInnes 
you, you can't go to Celtic Park and, and expect in uh, this season especially you can't go to Celtic Park and expect anything other than if you get anything it's a yeah. bonus um, but strangely it felt a little bit like they, they actually should yeah. have won it and Stevie May had the great chance at the end to win it but um, if it falls yeah. to anybody but yeah, Stevie, sorry, May, but Stevie May <laughs> I, I, I would, I would kind of agree on the, the thing about Celtic as well uh, and and this might be something that they have an issue with if they, they continue on with Lennon as Hibs and uh, previously I guess Celtic have found and it's been a pretty full on few weeks for Celtic I guess the fact that obviously Rodgers has left and Lennon's come in and then Lennon's away to Hearts in that game the kind of late winner and then the Scottish Cup game which is basically the biggest game in Lennon's uh, return Today and will continue to be the Scottish Cup's the big thing now, really, because there's enough of a buffer to to Rangers in second. So there is a lot of tension built up. I mean, I thought, I thought Lennon looked knackered actually. In uh, <laughs> post match, he's only been in the job a couple of weeks, but it kind of seemed like it's been a very intense, full on few weeks, as opposed to maybe if they'd continued under Rodgers, they'd have just kind of serenely gone about their business, whereas there's been all this upheaval. I think that is going to have some sort of effect. And also for the players, you're sort of, again, getting used to different styles. And Lennon is a different style to, to how Rodgers plays. Um, yeah, having uh, Rogic and Brown holding does, again, kind of slow things down a wee bit. And, beat on, beat on. You mean. Oh, sorry, beat on. Who did I say, Rogic? Um, yeah, it does slow things down a wee bit. Uh, and you've still got Henderson in there, who's still young and isn't... You know, he's been very promising, but he's... He's not as good as McGregor or, or Christie in that position. Uh, so and then and then he's kind of Edward was dropped, which I I'm not 100 percent convinced by Burke yet. To be honest, I don't no, know what you guys think. Forward, no, I no. I think uh, no. Rogers seemed to get a couple of decent performances out of him as a centre forward, but I think long term he doesn't look like a centre forward. And I think that's is that both is that the last two games now he's been moved to the right mm. and Forrest has been. Put it in the centre, I think. Um, or was it the first well, game? Well, the well, it, it, no, it was the first yeah, game the Forest yeah. has moved inside. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so I don't think that's the. I don't think that's a long term thing. Uh, no, but being it, a centre forward or shouldn't be. I should no, say. but it makes you wonder what the point of Burke is. Really. I don't, I don't, like he wasn't. He wasn't that successful as a right winger in the past two years. So they've obviously had this experiment in trying him at centre half because he's strong and he's fast, but. Given the the way that teams set up against Celtic, I'm not convinced that's going to work that much because no space, it, yeah, no space yeah. in behind for them to uh, catch defenders out, and maybe actually in the second half there was maybe more opportunities for that to happen, but he wasn't deployed there by that point. He's so, certainly got yeah. raw attributes. He's still young. What was it the um, the Red Bull Leipzig manager said about no, him when he was, was over he there? No hard drive he, or something. Yeah, he had, um, a, he had a yeah. I can't remember. Like his hard drive was empty or something yeah. like that. He was yeah, had all the physical attributes, but his hard drive was empty. Um, uh, Maybe a bit punchier in German. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably one word. For yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that the other. I mean, when you went, when any team went to uh, Celtic Park to to play Brendan Rodgers Celtic side, there was an air of invincibility about them, and any kind of change disrupts that mm. now if Celtic go and win this game they probably immediately get it back and you know they, they will get it back at some point but they it didn't feel watching that that there it, it didn't feel like there was a it was coming it didn't feel like there was a, a goal coming at any point and 
you know, the uh, post-match, the uh, Conor McGregor, um, Conor McNamara, sorry, from the BBC said <laughs> Brendan Rodgers was asked. The first thing he did oh, was ask off. about the Celtic score. No, but uh, everybody's yeah, taken yeah, this yeah, as a sort. Of, no, but everyone's taken this as a sort of. Oh, you know, his heart was there. He just wanted to know. I took that as. What was the Celtic score? Of course he fucking knows what the Celtic score yeah, is. Everyone can yeah. get the score. Oh, Brendan Rogers doesn't have the internet, so he can't check the Celtic know, score for himself. He's, he's doing it because he's trying to establish sure that he's oh, a Celtic Oh, really? They dropped points yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. time, right. He's still bullshitting. He's yeah. still at it. Even though he's left, he's still bullshitting that, to the Celtic fans. But that, that's almost the the weird thing about Rogers that he's so bothered about his perception and how he's seen that he actually did something completely against that by leaving Celtic when he did for Leicester. Because... Like, Rogers' whole thing is about Rogers' legacy and how great he is, and like him as a person, and that everyone likes him, and you know the whole Clyde Tunnel story and everything. <laughs> and then that's all that was. And I mean, I think everyone could, I think most people could see through that as being utter bullshit at the at the press conference. But, uh, but yeah, which is all, like I say, that's why it seemed very strange in a way that he left when he did because he's all about what people think of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, we'll leave it there guys um, Thank you very much for listening You can get us on all the usual channels I'm not going to go through them all Please check out our Patreon though We're going to go away and record a lower league winners and losers right now There's also a couple of things that have gone up recently A very good Scottish Football Life by Alistair Heather He was out on the uh, Arab Arctic bus or something like that I think he might have done the United supporters down at the game at Thistle It's very, it's worth listening to It's worth your, it's worth your fiver alone uh, There's also another podcast with him and Gary Cocker and Craig Fowler Going ranking um, Jackie McNamara sign-ins The first part of that went up today And there's lots of other stuff that you should really be checking out um, All that's left to say is goodbye guys Bye, Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.